we have a big problem right now with our climate, and it's all caused by humans, not animals. Humans are out of step with the nature. And what we need more than anything is to get more in touch with nature. Hi, I'm Georgia Umano, and you're entering a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and this is World Gone Good, the podcast where we shine the light into the darkness, or find the light in the darkness, to prove there is still good amounts of good going on. What can you do to help spread some good? Great question. Here are your choices. These are the answers. You can share our podcast. You can subscribe to it. You can rate and review it right where you're listening at this very moment. You can follow us on social media. On the Insta, we are at World Gone Good Podcast. And on Twitter, we are at World Gone Good One. That's World Gone Good with the number one at the end. And or you can check out our brand new website my BFF Lisa made us, worldgonegoodpodcast.com. So many ways for you to get your good on. Go now, 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 go. No, wait, 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 listen, listen, listen to the podcast. Then go and get your good on or multitask. I'm not the boss of you. Okay, here's what happened. My friend Ricarda DMs me. She says, you should have my friend Georgia on your podcast. She's amazing. She's been to Africa. She's worked with elephants. She wrote a book. I'm paraphrasing. That's basically what Ricarda said. Let's take a step back. Who is Ricarda and why should we listen to a word she has to say? She sounds shady. I know. I know. I thought the same thing. But then I remembered I know Ricarda. She runs the Dexter Foundation, this amazing rescue in Los Angeles. We even fostered a few dogs, including Riley. Who's Riley? He sounds shady. He sounds like a drug dealer. No, no, no. You guys, Riley is just a dog. You people need to calm down. This is a show where we celebrate the good, and you're being very pessimistic about everything so far. And honestly, how many drug dealers do you know named Riley? Do not answer that question. I don't want to know. Riley was, no, is... This amazing little dog we fostered 10 years ago, we introduced him to our next door neighbors, Chuck and Lauren. Do not ask me who Chuck and Lauren are. I just told you they were our neighbors next door. God. Okay. Chuck and Lauren did not want a dog. Then they met Riley. And by met Riley, I mean, we had Riley and they came by one day and he went airborne right into Chuck's arms and they pretty much never put him down again. I mean, yeah, sure. They put him down again to you know, pee and poop, but not to sell drugs. God. Okay. Chuck and Lauren became his parents and they all lived happily ever after, but we are not talking about, look, okay, let's see. Riley, Chuck, Lauren, Ricarda, right. That's where this all started. Ricarda, DM me. She said that I should have her friend Georgia on. And uh, that brings us to right here and now. Am I the only one who has followed this conversation so far? Georgia Umano is an author, actor, activist who took her husband and two dogs on an adventure to Africa. This is her good story. Well, sometimes we start really, really wide with a really wide question that people roll their eyes and go, what? Or they go, wow, I didn't think of that. Here's the wide wow question. What is good about animals? Georgia, go sell me. Uh, animals, uh, uh, animals are my soulmate. So I think that everything's good about them. And they're just innocent. And they're kind and 
they're in, in touch with nature, um, things that we aspire to, that they already do naturally. So they're the best. Did you have a love of animals all your life? Did you have a first pet? Hmm. Uh, well, truthfully, I did love animals all my life, but I was I was a lonely latchkey child when I was eight years old and my parents were divorced and I was kind of unhappy. And my uncle took me to a, a shelter, let me pick out a dog. And wow, that was... <laughs> instantaneous love and my best friend and it just lifted my spirits I grew up and um, I, I I became an actress I I was married I moved to California and, and uh, I I got my first dog uh, Marcello and you know I was an, an actress and a comedian so I ended up doing a comedy show with him and we had so much fun and he was my best friend I just got more in touch with animals in in general and wildlife, and I started wanting to do things for them and rescue dogs, and and I started getting involved with elephant advocates. I was a real full-out animal activist. Then I went to Africa as a journalist, and I was able to interview a lot of conservationists and meet all the animals, and I was just completely in love. And I was lucky my husband went with me a few times. And then the last time we were there, 2017, I said, gee, I'd really like to live here. I I just want to try it out. And he said, okay. We brought our two rescue dogs, Roxy and Romeo, and we moved to Kenya. So they had their own adventures there. And I just was so in love with them too. So, and I felt like I understood them. I started writing one day when I was in Kenya about what they were thinking and feeling. And then that has developed into a novel that it just came out a few days ago. Okay. So there's a lot you just told me. So we got to go back a couple steps here. I want to know, first off, it was called the Georgia and Marcello show. And there's, it was a YouTube video show. Yes, it started out as a, a cable show, a public access cable show, but then later I, I shortened it and made it into a web series. And what kind of dog was Marcello? Marcello was a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, and you have a love for Jack Russell Terriers in your heart. I know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you had, then what, after Marcello, you had Roxy first, right? Yes, I had Ro- Roxy was uh, what, before Marcello passed. I got Roxy and um, and then he he was old though at the time uh, when he passed. I I got uh, I was looking for another dog to keep Roxy company, and I knew she liked uh, the terriers, the males, the you know short hair, and and so I was looking for for one, and I saw Romeo advertised. He that wasn't his name, but he was a, a stray dog who was injured, badly injured, and he was stuck in this gutter for a long time by the side of the road. And then he was finally picked up by a a shelter. He needed surgery, so they were going to euthanize him. And at the last minute, he was saved by a wonderful rescue group, the Dexter Foundation. Ricarda, the head of the Dexter Foundation, she's a a doctor, and she took uh, Romeo to the vet, and he was going to amputate. She said, please put steel plate in him. And that's what he did. He put, he's got steel. He's a bionic dog. <laughs> <laughs> when when Roxy and Romeo met each other, they fell madly in love. And they've just been on this honeymoon ever since. 
Well, that's how you and I got hooked up here together because Ricarda Franco um, of the Dexter Foundation is a longtime friend of ours. My husband is a nurse and she's a doctor. Uh, they work together at Cedar Sinai. And we uh-huh. knew her when she was just not just, she was a volunteer for the Dexter Foundation. And then I can't remember. I think that whoever ran the Dexter Foundation either got too old or might have passed away. And Ricarda just stepped into taking over and doing it. And we fostered quite a few dogs. Oh, bless your heart. Yeah. So Africa, elephants. What was the process? Was it more that you wanted to take a trip to Africa and then the elephants happened or you were interested in elephants? So you went to Africa. I was very interested in elephants. And uh, Joyce Poole, who's an African uh, elephant researcher, was in town and she did a wonderful talk uh, about uh, what she learned about elephants. She's been studying them for 40 years. And I just fell in love. I just like the more time that went by, I was just like, I got to get to Africa. I just got to get there. You went to Africa with your husband the first time. This was a vacation style trip? Uh, well, yes. Sort of, but I was also writing articles about it. I was writing articles for Splash magazines. I was hoping to get a job working with some of the conservationists that I had met over there. I knew some great people there, and I, and I knew they were going to help me because I really wanted to be around elephant. To me, an elephant is like a mystical experience. Let me ask you this. You have a master's in educational theater from NYU. Yes. And you have a background as an actress and performer. Mm -hmm. How does that all play into this? I've used my my creative arts background in in teaching many times. We desperately need an education uh, platform that includes our connection to nature uh, on many levels. And it needs to start right in kindergarten. The book is called Terriers in the Jungle. I'm going to read a little part of this because it's told from the perspective of the dogs. And chapter one is told from Romeo's point of view. And I'm Mm -hmm. thinking that are you going back and forth between their perspectives chapter by chapter? Yes. Some chapters are Romeo talking and some are Roxy talking. So in chapter one, you say this, or Romeo says this, so you can see this was no casual adoption. The connections are deep. It is the fitting together of a much larger puzzle. We all love and respect each other for who we are. Fate brings us together and our bonds will never be broken. I'm ready to do the audio um, book for you because I thought that was really good that I just did that. Uh, (laughs) That's a pretty good read for me. I didn't screw up any of the words. So... (laughs) What that message right there, we all love and respect each other for who we are. Fate brings us together. Bonds will never be broken. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? That comes from Romeo's determination to be part of a family. He, you know, he didn't get adopted till he was a year old. He, He was just imagine being a little puppy out there in, on the street and um, scrounging for something to eat and being wounded at the same time and then being in a shelter and nobody wants you and then knowing that you're going to be euthanized when you're finally saved 
and then having to go through this big surgery and then being stuck in cages for months and months while you heal and you still don't have a family. So he was, he really wanted a family very badly and he was very lonesome dog. And he really did. We all really did fall in love with each other. I mean, and it was kind of a mystical thing when I saw his picture, like I just knew he was the one. And when Roxy met him too, it's like, they never stopped smiling. They jumped in the dog bed together. They gaze into each other's eyes. (laughs) And Roxy was a street dog too. How much of the book is fact and how much of the book is fiction? Okay. Well, it's inspired by our true stories and especially the characters of Roxy and Romeo are, I think, as true as can be. Um, Many of the incidences and the animals we met and the and the things that happened around that are true uh not every single thing is true i mean it is a story and so some things had to be dramatized a little bit more um to make it come around um but you know i can't really point out to you what was not true (laughs) right right uh, many of the things are true. I, I just say the whole trip over there, the whole meeting, most of it is true. Or if it's not true, it's based on something similar. Let me ask you this. When you travel with dogs to Africa, mm-hmm. what are the rules for bringing uh, domestic animals over to a foreign country? Oh I mean, it's God. different every country. I, yeah, I figured. <laughs> I know. Look, I'm sure you and your husband had to get enough shots anyway before you went. But what are the rules yeah. with dogs? Oh, my God. They're so difficult. It's very difficult to travel with dogs. I, I, I mean, we're very, very fortunate in the United States that you can usually bring your dog from one state to another or, you know, from one place to another. But when you leave the country... They don't have that category so much. My dogs, I actually made them into service dogs. There are service dogs licensed by the state of California. So they should be able to do a lot of things. But um, there were problems every step of the way. I mean, I couldn't even tell you all the problems. We had to actually fly into a different country to get into Kenya because of what we found out about what their rules are when you come in with a dog has to be in a cage has to have been in the cage since you departed and you have to have the pilot certify that. Well, that's totally nuts. They couldn't do that. I mean, it's such a long trip. We, you know, we stopped in New York and we stopped in Amsterdam and then we flew into Tanzania because uh, my friend Joyce Poole that I was saying before she told me about a veterinarian there who will help you get the in, uh, exit papers and in, uh, pa- papers in and out of Kenya when you go through Tanzania. So we flew in there and then we drove across the border. So and with with all kinds of stamps and extra vaccines and everything you can imagine. And very nerve wracking every step of the way. And on the way home, too, when we came back. Uh, we were, we, we flew back from, uh, we wanted to stop in Paris on the way back. So we got a, our frequent flyer miles going from Paris back to the U S but when, then when we got a plane to go from Nairobi to Paris, we could not get the dogs on the plane because they don't acknowledge service dogs 
um, over there. They said they don't allow dogs on the plane because um, they said they only do it as a concession to Americans and only when you're going directly to America. But since we were flying from Africa to Europe, it didn't apply. So it's very difficult every step of the way. What do you want people to get after reading your book? What, what, what's the message or what's the feeling? What is it you want them to experience? I want them to feel more love for animals and respect and more wanting to be involved with them and help them and realizing that it's, it's important for us. We're all, you know, we have a big problem right now with our climate and it's all caused by humans, not animals. Humans are out of step with the nature and what we need more than anything is to get more in touch with nature and um, stop destroying nature and stop killing animals. And so I'm hoping that this will be something that helps in that effort. Every single one of us who has an animal has a voice for their dogs and our cats. Do you and your husband talk to each other through the animals? The way I will admit I have three dogs and a cat, my husband and I have entire conversations through the animals. Do you do that? True or false? Go. Uh, just a little bit. Not too much. Really. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to say something to your husband, as I do, and I don't want to be the one to say it, I say it through my dog, Hazel. <laughs> That's cute. That's cute. Yeah. We, we talk about how Roxy feels about this or that, or, you know, Romeo likes this, Romeo doesn't want that. And, it's all just part of our daily routine. You know, we, we take, they're, they're like our kids and we're very considerate of their needs. You know, we both know <laughs> what they, what they need. Okay. So we wrap up these shows with three questions. Don't worry. You know, the answers are super easy. Question number one, the best plug time of all, where do people find your book and where do people find you online? Where do they find the book? The paperback is on Amazon right now. And, oh, I forgot to mention, it has illustrations in the book, mostly by Kenyan artists. They're really cute. That's another reason to get the book. Um, but you can get them on Amazon for the paperback. And the uh, the ebook is coming out February the 2nd. And also, just especially for your listeners if, or anybody, I'm having a little, hopefully, you know, COVID, knock on wood and all that. but. Um, there's a little restaurant. Not, it's a nice restaurant uh, in Santa Monica called Lula's Mexican Restaurant on February 2nd, um, which is Groundhog Day, 2-2-22. And, and, uh, and, and, and anybody who's really interested in the book or the topic, uh, please come. The final two questions can go back to anything we've already talked about or anything you want to say. Question number one. Who inspires you? My dogs <laughs> and my elephants. Elephants. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. When the first time I was, when I first went to Kenya and I met my baby elephants, I was just be next to them in their their little in a little stall. And they're at the beginning, you know, they go out in the field too. But when people come to see them, they're they're mostly in the stall. And, uh, I just would stand there and I could just feel her energy, you know, just, it's like, uh, 
it was like a mystical experience. So uh, I don't know. Animals just floor me. I, I love them so much. And the final question can go back to anything that we've already talked about or anything you want to say. It's not even a question. It's a statement to finish. Really easy. Tell me something good. Um, more people are rescuing dogs now than they used to. And puppy mills are being shut down. So um, everybody should get a rescue dog. They're the best. They know they've been rescued and they love you so much. Thank you, Georgia, for sharing your good. Go get your copy of Terriers in the Jungle on Amazon. Support upcoming authors and learn about elephants all at the same time. Next time on World Gone Good. Jordan and I are dressed in, you know, in our Santa, you know, Miss Santa get-ups and people, it automatically makes people feel good and warm. So they automatically come over and once they see what we're doing and they read about what we're doing, they have um, oftentimes gone back to their homes to grab something that their child or something they're not using, knowing that something that they would toss out, you know, can uh, likely be a gem or make somebody's Christmas day that is you know, would be unfortunate in uh, foster homes or misplaced. Jeannie and Jordan Jones are a good deed-doing mother-daughter duo. Say, say that ten times fast. They each have their own philanthropic organizations that are helping the neighborhood they live in. Jeannie camps out in her Starbucks for 24 hours to get toys for foster kids at Christmas. And Jordan, Jordan makes blessing bags she gives herself to people she meets in need. Jeannie is on a mission to, and I'm quoting here, encourage youth to be the best they can be. And Jordan just finished her first college courses and she's only 13. I cannot wait for you to meet these two incredibly inspiring go-getters of good. Until then, be good.